And it, what gets me also, Jim, we talked about how they like to destroy things. and Oh, it's got to be new. And sometimes you don't know when they kill the golden goose. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the, the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, at least they haven't touched that. The scariest, know. most rickety elevator yeah. in the city. <laughs> it's still there. Yeah. If you get a chance, go ride the horseshoe elevator. You, 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 you think you might not make it. To <laughs> most who have never, to, well, definitely to those who have never worked in the service industry. Yeah. And to those that have worked in the service industry, as you're saying, on a smaller scale, it is oh. shocking. Yeah. CBD cocktails. What do you think? I don't know. I'll try it. Okay. Well, I know you yeah, will, John. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, and yeah. then there was Marianne and Ginger. Marianne and Ginger and you the could, professor. You could classify kids. That was kind of the thing to do, I mean, psychologically. Yeah. Which which one of those women did you really like? And oh, Marianne. Yeah, I, I like Marianne, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. You know, Las Vegas uh, it has has Las Vegas is one of the more interesting cities, in my opinion, in the fact that it is ever changing. Yeah, as you and I have discussed many, many times, it's um, uh, they 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 shun the old, they they destroy and build the new, uh, and then they go from there. But they still have a a a a real nostalgia for the old. Um, but one thing that never changes to me, and I'm so glad is that you can still drive in, even though the 11 is open. Yeah. And all the new pathways that are open. Uh, when you drive in, you sort of crest over the Henderson, you know, on the yeah. freeway. Yeah. And there it is. Yeah. You know, and, and you can see the lights, You can especially if you're driving at night. You can see the glow. And uh, oftentimes, it's not on all the time now because of, say, uh, you know, the power usage. But you can see the um, uh, the Luxor light. Yes. And it was always very comforting. It's just yeah. like, oh my god! I'm fine. My my trip, unfortunately, was was often from Phoenix. Yeah. And uh, I would see that, and it would. It, it's just like the whirring and the buzzing of the machines when I yeah. go to the airport. Um, it was so nice to see that glow. Um, you know, you approach it a little bit differently, but you still go over that hill, and there it is. There's the town. Yeah, very small, a little tiny town, right? Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, what gets me also, Jamie, we talked about how they like to destroy things, and oh, it's got to be new. And sometimes you don't know when they kill the golden goose. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, at least they haven't touched that. Now, I mean, they made it a lot easier to get to. Yes. But but the sign is still the same one. And yeah. why don't they realize sometimes that people don't want a different sign, right? They, right. they seem to realize that. But maybe there are other aspects of the, of the city that that they should keep as well. That yes. it doesn't need to be updated. That that there are people who are you know. I mean, look who your demographics are. Look at the people that have money. Right. You know, we look at some of the the shows that play here, the headliners, and they tend to be you know a little long in the tooth. Even the you know, <laughs> we we kind of laugh about these old rock stars that come yeah. here with a residency. Well, Def Leppard being the latest one, Aerosmith. But you look at their fan base, and a lot of them are yeah. You know, they're they're getting up there. But when you get up there, you tend to have a little more disposable income too. Sure. So that's why they can charge ridiculous prices for it. Yeah. Remember the Eagles back in 2000 when they came here, they were like $250 a ticket back yeah. then. You remember it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, and you know, uh, Andre Pacelli, you know, he, he comes in at three bills still, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Uh, you know, and I even, even a, a comedian that I find to be very funny. Uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was running a buck and a half, yeah. you know, which is a little high for comedians, but but he's kind of riding a, a wave of being very popular right now. So. Yeah. Uh, but you, yeah, you're right. It, it's um, 
those changes, it's the internal changes of Vegas that you have to watch out for. You know, yeah. the external ones have sort of stopped. There's there's new internal construction. You know, there's new yeah. bars and new this, new millennial that, and blah blah. But as far as the landscape, yeah, it hasn't, hasn't changed, changed no, much. No, in, in, you know, in in probably the last ten years. Yeah, um, especially since the crash. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the, the echelon was over there for a long time, and now it's going to be the new, um, that that new Hong Kong uh, themed or yeah. Asian themed. You know, that's been just a hole in the ground uh, forever. Yeah, and that was the last change of the landscape. You know, uh, otherwise it's just been cosmetic. You know, sort of the facade. Even downtown. I mean, um, the anchors of downtown really were were the golden nugget. I don't think that's really changed very much the last right. time I was there. Yeah. Some of the other ones, like the, the Four Queens, they're never going to do anything with that. I don't think know. so. Uh, you know, nor nor should they. Yeah. I, they have no, a, they shouldn't. No, they have a success. They they generate revenue. Yeah. They have good restaurants. Yeah. Uh, it just, unfortunately, it's downtown, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was always sorry to see the major changes to uh, the shoe, the horseshoe. Yes, yes, um, that was because that yeah. was that was an anchor. It was, and and it was for for pure gamblers, pure poker players. Yeah, not these weenies that play online and and, and think they're they're celebrities. And, and they had the celebrated steakhouse, right? I mean, oh yeah, Binion had his own oh, own steakhouse. Oh my gosh, you yes. know. So and it was cheap, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. if I remember, it was. I and mean, the, and the scariest, most rickety elevator. Yeah, in the city. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. still there. Yeah. If you get a chance, go ride the horseshoe elevator. You 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 think you might not make it, <laughs> but uh, well, episode ninety seven. We're we're inching closer. We're getting closer. Yeah, big the, big happening. Big happening. Uh, the 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 pod bay door. John's here. Um, and and he's he. We both are safe from the snow. Yes. Uh, ten. It's been a decade. Yes. You and I were both here in 2008. Yep. I was uh, I was living in a, a little house uh, up on the top of Seven Hills. Yeah. Um, and uh, it uh, snowed like a mother then. Now where I live, I live in a, a much larger home uh, down here in eight nine one two three, um, and uh, it uh, I got a dusting. Yeah, and and John, you sent me a picture. What it, it, it yeah, looked pretty good. It looked yeah. I mean, yeah. it covered it covered my my grass in the back. Yeah. Uh, no other area, just that, and yeah. it wasn't. You know, it was it was just enough to give it like a coat of paint almost. <laughs> right. Uh, it really wasn't anything to what I've experienced in other places I've lived. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was the the first time since I've been here in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah on either time when I lived here before, and, and I even lived up in the hills higher. Right. That we actually had snow that stayed on the ground. For me and where I lived. Yes. You know. Yeah. The nice thing about Vegas when it snows every like this every ten years, um, is that it disappears. You know, yeah. we don't have the sludge and the crap and the everything else or you know, a little bit, but it's yeah. not like real you know, the, the, the industrial cities. Uh but um the first measurable snow in a decade. So two yeah. thousand you know, it's been, it's been I mean, we have little tiny things and they disappear in the air, but Yeah, this and was what, nice. what's a joke <laughs> and I think it'd be a joke to anybody that lives on the on the East Coast or, or in New York or Minnesota oh, Minnesota oh, gotcha. was that they closed the schools today. They had a snow day. There's no snow on the ground. They were saying, Well, you know, the roads might be icy in the morning and the school buses Yeah. You know, so we better be safe and and yeah, I mean the, the snow is not uniform all over the city in the right. in the hills still. Right. Yeah, I was surprised here. They had up, upwards of five inches 
Um, mm-hmm. Where I'm at, you know, even in, in Henderson, it was maybe two inches, but that's at the high point. Most places were like like I had, and there right. was nothing. And that was yesterday. Today, there's nothing. Yeah. Um, but they decided to close the schools today, and my guess is that because they didn't want the, this hassle of closing some schools and not others. Right. So they have to make it up. So just like fuck it, <laughs> close them all, and then all the kids have to make up this day, you know, in, in May or whenever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure many cities are like this that have extreme uh, swings in weather. Uh, but Las Vegas, they lose their mind. Yeah. You know, a little bit of ice, a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow. And it's just, you know, yeah, yeah. it's it's like nuclear winter, you know, yes, they, exactly. nobody knows what to do. Exactly. And and I did see on the weather report that for, for next week, mm-hmm. which will be the last week of February get yes. going into March, we'll be up again uh, back into the mid to high 60s. Yes. So 70 degrees is just around the corner. Gosh, I hope so. Yeah. Actually, what 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 winter and brings unfortunately, and there's been a lot of it this year. I think, uh, wind. Yeah, Las Vegas is so windy. Yeah. Um, it's de- it's demoralizing and discouraging to uh, to the locals and and surprising to the. Uh, uh, you know the visitors, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'll be glad when that stops because yeah. you know, it, 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 we need we need a break. Even from the, the wind. spring, it gets it gets pretty. Oh, windy April, May, yeah, yeah, April, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I don't like the wind. But uh, uh, so so we often talk about you know our tenure um, as concierge at the Venetian Hotel. Um, great stories that we have from it, and uh, but one thing that has always remained steady is the fact that John and I have always really categorized ourselves as as a certain type of concierge and this type unfortunately was beholden to the corporate structure of the hotel uh, th- uh that vegas uh has become uh no longer you know controlled by the mob and no longer have the freedom to do things we we were pretty hamstrung you yeah. know oh, yeah. uh, you know uh, Based on the very few things we could do, you know, uh, we were we were as John has said in the past, we were just basically ticket ticket sellers yeah. to whatever. Uh, not to say that we didn't make an extreme effort uh, uh, to the guests that were were kind and generous, of course, um, uh, to do things. I mean, flowers and candy and 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 you know, we we. Beg, borrow, and stole, and 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 did everything we could under the table to to really be the concierge that we thought we were going to be. Yeah. Well, John uh, sent me a uh, an interesting to give you this dichotomy to give you this sort of black and white difference uh, between the concierge at the Venetian um, and in Vegas in general. Yeah. Um, and what a real concierge does. You know the 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 real effort that they make. Uh, John had sent me a link uh, to a CNN travel article, uh, uh, loosely titled "Global Getaway: Five Star Concierges." Uh, please, John. Yeah. Tell us the story. Well, yeah, they they covered uh, the the uh, some stories from um, concierge who work at five star hotels in Dubai. And I think one of the stories to where you've been to where I have been, yes, and I have stayed in five star hotels mm. uh, in Dubai. And I thought it was interesting that the one hotel that I stayed in had sixteen restaurants, just like the Venetian. Yes, when we worked there. But instead of the Venetian having at that time that when I worked there, we had three thousand thirty six rooms. The hotel I stayed in had two hundred and fifty, but sixteen restaurants. <laughs> so, um, so you know, there, there's a there is an economy of scale here, as we've talked about. You know, these concierges are high end concierges, what we think of. 
but they have nowhere near the volume. You and I have dealt with more guests probably in six months than these people do in their entire lives in terms of sheer numbers. To most who have never, well, definitely to those who have never worked in the service industry. Yeah. And to those that have worked in the service industry, as you're saying, on a smaller scale, it is shocking. Yeah. When you work in a major facility like the Venetian, the MGM, Caesars, and so on, you and, and you you walk out on the floor the, the, that first day. Yeah, it, it's a little unnerving. Yeah, in fact, I, the only other job that I had that came close to that was when I worked a concession stands at the 49er games, <laughs> and it would just be a line of people, right? I mean, there is a there's a line. It's you know that goes six eight deep, particularly before the game, and then at halftime it would pick up again. And it was the same thing at the hotel. You have certain, you know, people checking in, people checking out. Those right. are really kind of heavy times. Right. So it was the same work in that. And I, I used to say the memory's a joke. We, we have these really nice uniforms. They say look nice from a distance. Um, where's my paper hat? Because it really was more like, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you were, I, I would guess you could liken it to the difference between being a, um, a, a waiter in a really elegant restaurant where you have a few tables that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. they're going to be there for several hours mm-hmm. because it's a lavish dinner. Mm-hmm. The bill's going to be big, so your tip is going to be big. Right. Comparing someone like that to somebody who works at Burger King. I agree. Yeah. I, I always equated it to the the uh, in and out at lunchtime. Yeah. You know, it, it's um, uh, the parking's bad. Or, or badly placed, they, they seemingly don't have to know how to form a line. Uh, none of the kids knew how to do anything, you know. Yeah. And it was yes, I agree. So so Dubai, yes, in Dubai. So anyhow, one of the stories was it was a a prince, I believe it was Cutter, um, and they were staying in Dubai and wanted to buy a gift for I guess one of his wives or his wife, mm. um, and it was a um, it was a Rolls Royce. I think it was a silver cloud and he wanted ghost. it delivered. It was ghost. ghost. Sorry, yes. thank you. Yeah. And he wanted it delivered. Yes. Yes. So the problem was is that, you know, a couple of issues. Um, it was, I believe, a Thursday. Uh-huh. And having been in the Middle East where their Friday is is like their Sunday here. Yes. For most businesses are closed, at least until sundown. Um, Dubai, they will open up at sundown on Friday. It's really cool. Go to the gold souk. It's it's a great place. Okay. Um but but they're closed there, and he has to get this gift and get it delivered in time. So he finds the, the dealership. It's a $300,000 car. I think that's what it was. Yes. Um, but now he's got to try to arrange to get it transported um, to to Cutter. 350 but I have the article in front oh, of me. Oh, was it? Thank yeah, you. 350. 350. Yeah. All right, good. 350 and he knows somebody whose uncle works in transportation. They find a plane that could take it over there. Yeah. No, it's not really far. Forget how far. <laughs> you could drive it in, in, in like five, six hours. Um, but anyhow, it was $95,000 to ship it. You know what? I apologize. Oh. You were right. Oh. 300000 for the car. Yeah. 350 dirhams. Oh, dirhams. Okay. Dirhams, yeah, okay. which is $95,000. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we never did that, John. No, we never did that. We wouldn't be allowed to. No. Just because you, you've you been gone from the desk too long. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. We, were, we were tethered. Uh, so, so yes, that's an extreme example yeah. Yeah. Uh, of, of a concierge doing the classic I, job I of a concierge. I wonder what kind of tip he got. I don't know. Well, if you notice in the article, it, we, now this is the person we never got either. Yeah. Either um, uh, it says, "quote 
Um, it'll cost. He's he's speaking to the uh, shake. Yeah. It says it'll cost three hundred and fifty dirhams, approximately ninety five thousand dollars, and uh, Abonatala, which apparently is the sheikh's name. Yeah. Uh, don't give me rates. Just do it. We yeah. never got that guy. No, we never did. We never got that guy. No. We always got the guy, you know, arguing with me for two half-ass tickets to Madonna. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one time I had a guy, and he wanted a he wanted to rent. This is the closest I ever came to anything like this. He wanted a treadmill in his room. <laughs> now, first of all, I think as somebody who work, you know, I'm I, I into exercise. I like the thing. There's probably no uh, more useless piece of uh, gym equipment than a treadmill. It's huge. Just go outside and walk. Yeah, basically, right? But anyhow, right. he wanted the treadmill. And he wanted it in his room. I mean, they've got one on the fourth floor. Yes. They, no, no, no. He didn't want to go there. He wanted it in his room. Fine. Well, the problem wasn't getting the rental on the treadmill. It was the delivery. Yeah. And he bitched and moaned. I didn't blame him. I mean, it was like three, 400 bucks to deliver it. Right. And have it lugged up the stairs and, and set up for this guy. That's what it costs. I'm not I'm not adding to it. I'm not, I'm not putting, say, hey, I'm going to clean up on this guy and I'm going to, I'm going to read. That's what it was. If you don't want to pay, you know, three, 400 bucks, have it delivered plus the cost of the, of the treadmill. Right. Then go to the fourth floor or go walk around the, you know, out in the, uh, in the, in the uh, hallway yeah. or walk run to up the and convention down. Area. Yeah, walk to the convention area. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That so, was the closest I came. So that's an example of, of concierge. There, there's the, the disparity between the two is just, it, it, there's a chasm between us. Yeah. People, all, I always use the Michael J. Fox film, uh, For Love or Money, yeah. Um, where he was an entirely enjoyable concierge. I mean, yeah. that was the concierge we thought, yeah, we were going to be, but unfortunately, that was not the case. Um, we, we were strapped. Well, see, th- what people don't understand is that concierge, we had to have. These are the things that we had to have to be the concierge. We had to have a gaming card. Yeah. Because at some point we would be touching chips and they, they required that and, and, and dealing with, with funds. Yeah. We had to have a TAM card, yep. which is uh, for... Tobacco uh, and alcohol tobacco management. Tobacco and alcohol management, yeah. yes. Because we were going to arrange alcohol and so on and so forth. Um, let's see, was that it? Yes. TAM and, and gaming. And of course, to get the gaming card, you got to be fingerprinted and and, yes. and, and go down to the uh, police station. We and, had to be officially on the grid, yeah, uh, and we had to do all that types of thing, type of thing. But um, uh, and it really didn't surface very often. I mean, I, I, I every once in a while would take chips to a player, to a big player, um, uh, and uh, alcohol beyond champagne, and maybe a maybe I did a couple of Maker's Mark bottles. Yeah. You know, but not a lot of requests in that in that area. No, the ones who really needed the t- the TAM card were those fucking managers that would say, "Hey, you know, there's a line and people are, are <laughs> angry because the, the the computers need to be rebooted." Yes. You know, bring around the cocktail waitress so so that they can. Yeah, great. Now now mm-hmm. they're now they're going to get even <laughs> drunker. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you should really need to know how to manage these people. Well, speaking of drunk. Yeah. Uh, John, I, I, one of the things I, uh, we've had a lot of requests, Hmm. um, to talk about what's going on with drinking. Yeah. Uh, not our drinking. No. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, yours. Yeah. Mine is, uh. Yours is non-existent. Mine isn't very much. No, no. Uh, but, uh, let's talk about some, uh, some alcohol related Las Vegas stuff. Right. Um, uh, the, the, there's so many people that, that ask me what the current, drink atmosphere 
uh, is uh, by Twitter and Facebook and everything. I didn't individualize anybody. I kind of lumped it all into one thing. Yeah. Uh, so what is the current drink of Vegas? So I looked that up. Okay. Um, not being a drinker, uh, I had to look it up, but I, and I was I was thrilled to see all this new information that I really some of which I knew, some of which I didn't know. But uh, Vegas is, if people don't know, visitors to Vegas, Vegas uh, is a giant sponge of trends. Yeah. Whatever is trendy, Vegas will get it pretty quickly. Yeah. They, if there's, especially if there's a way to wring a couple dollars out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's, but we, we wear that coat right on the, on the top of our, our, yeah. our chest there. Um, but uh, the, the, <laughs> this one, sour beers. Hmm. Yeah, sour beers, uh, where where the fermentation process is made different by by fruits, uh, by vegetables, uh, by its own fermentation process um, and altering the hop structure, uh, but sour beers. Uh, uh, Goes G O S E. That that's one a very popular one to order here in Las Vegas. Uh, but uh, but I went right from sour beers, which I would never like. Yeah, like I I don't know. Are you a beer guy? I like Guinness. You like Guinness? I'll drink Guinness. A, b- a big old stout. Yes, a beer milkshake. A beer milk. Yes, yeah. I was told, but no, no. See, I the, John and I agree on most everything. I don't agree. It's it's awful. <laughs> it it's it ta- it's it's smoother than normal beer, uh, but on the sip that I had, it was it was no, it was sludge. You know, when was I was terrible. I was in the I was at the airport last week in Phoenix, and there was a couple sitting next to me at the bar, and and I guess we would have absolutely nothing in common with these people. I was just listening to them. I mean, talking oh, to the yeah. bartender and, and the bartender asked, and this, this woman was saying, I'm a thousand percent. Now that that's nails on a chalkboard to me. And yeah. any, what do you mean a thousand percent? I'm a thousand percent. Yeah. Bud light girl. That's what she said. And I thought, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. I remember what John Cleese had said, you know, about, about American beer is, yes. is like sex in a canoe. They're fucking close to water. And I would say the same thing. If there's anything right. worse than Coors, than, than Bud Light, it's Coors Light, you know, yes. any light, anything with light. Yes. Give me, yeah. And, well, and the interesting thing is about, about, about Guinness is it actually has fewer calories. Than a lot of regular beer. Yeah, totally, and yeah. and and I was surprised by that fact. Yeah. You know, because it looked, you know, you get these giant, you know, pilsners, you know, full, yeah. well, not pilsner, but the Guinness glass, yeah. and it looks like it would be your calorie count for the the month. Yeah, uh, you're totally right. Yeah, a thousand percent. You know, it, yeah. this but is, it is an acquired taste, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think yeah. beer in general, alcohol yeah. in general. Uh, but you're you're right about the thousand percent. I had a math teacher and an algebra teacher. Yeah. Um, oh God, I can't remember his name now. But uh, he 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 impressed upon his class and me that you cannot have more than one hundred percent of a thing. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to give a hundred and ten percent, you're incorrect. You can yeah. give a hundred percent of what you can give. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, so so sour beers, I, very strange. Um, fermentation is a very popular thing to do in the in, in the foodie culture. Yeah. Uh, very healthy for you. Very healthy. Anything fermented. Yeah, is good. Uh, That's why especially wine is. Um, uh, you know the the fermented uh, cabbage. You know the the kimchi. Yeah. Uh, if you watch and- Andrew Zimmern on yeah. on to Travel Channel, he he eats the most uh, atrocious things. Like a thousand-year-old egg. In this case, that's mm-hmm. actually what it's called. And it's this black, horrible-looking egg. They actually have those here in Las Vegas. Uh, it's all fermented. But sour beer, not, not I can't really you know give my go-ahead on that one. Then the next one really made me laugh. Because this, this, they might as well just stamp it millennial, stamp it hipster, put a beard on it, send it out with a hat. Um, sustainable beverages. Do you know what that is? 
I can. Is it that the ingredients are 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 sourced? Uh, Very good, John. Yeah. Outstanding. Uh, also, they include the subject of the straw. Oh, okay. Yes, it, it has to. It cannot be a sustainable beverage with a plastic straw. Yeah, of course. In my day, you know, going back to the seventies, you know, wild crafted, wild crafted muff- mushrooms. Yes, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so sustainable beverages, and one. Um, uh, uh, blurb that I read was this bartender uh, who who gained notoriety in Los Angeles is now coming here. He's going to be actually he's at the Ghost Donkey I believe. Uh, That's at um, uh, the Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Uh, Is to reuse coffee grounds and the zest that he used. And that that's I know I'm going to get a lot of letters if you will but, but I don't want anybody reusing shit for me. No, that's no. fine. Make some new lemon. You know, make some new lemons. That's for me. Don't use what you. You know, I screwed the last guy and passed the savings on to you. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't want used things in my drink. Yeah. Now I know that the crafting artists. You know, the the, the bartenders. I know that they'll they'll have tell me why it's a good thing, but you know, come on, throw it in the compost heat. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, make some make some new with compost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, um, so yeah, you're equally turned off by that. Yeah. Oh yeah, not. A- well, I remember even years ago going into it, when I lived in Monterey, going in there was a, actually I had a tobacco shop. Yeah. And um, I went in there just to, uh, because I had a friend that smoked and he was in there to buy a pack of cigarettes. They, they were selling organic cigarettes. Right. And I thought, oh, I don't know. Is, is the cancer that you get from these cigarettes better somehow? Yeah. I don't know. Is there, is there you know, I don't know. Is it a pure, you know, it's, 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 at least it's not, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not a GMO. Uh, yeah. It's not full of chemicals. Yeah. You know, it's uh, a pure cancer. The next thing which I have to, I have to admit, I have had a sip. All right. Is is uh, and they're okay uh, for individuals that like carbonation. Yeah. Is spark is uh, is um, uh, hard seltzers, mm. and they're they're very light. You know, they're very they're sort of the the wine spritzer of today. You know, okay. it's, yeah, it's it's okay. You know, and they have uh, you know fruity and they serve them um, uh, uh, by the can here in in Vegas hotspots. Um, and, uh, and Lee's our very famous liquor yeah. store Lee's. If you're, if you're ever coming here, um, and are, are needing, uh, nicely priced alcohol and don't want to pay the casino prices, just go down the road yeah, towards Lee's South Point. Yeah. Lee's liquor, really good. Uh, so sparkling, uh, or hard seltzer. <laughs> this one really made me uh, again, chuckle zero or no proof cocktails. Well, that would be like like fruit juice, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but we gotta we gotta millennialize it. Um, uh, zero no proof cocktails, and and apparently is, what, is it like near beer or, or does that get included? No, it's literally just it's it's when you go to f- like Fridays and it says non-alcoholic. And oh, it says yeah, the yeah. It's like a pina colada, tropical colada, yeah, the, something exactly with just the mix. Exactly. Uh, and and but we gotta rename everything, yeah, you know, yeah just yeah, to make sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently, though, the the new trend is that uh, the zero and no proof cocktails, the or virgin virgin cocktail, yeah. uh, uh, is is no longer going to be the sort of the leper of the cocktail category. I see. Bartenders are going to now handcraft them, uh, uh, so they have an uh, equal footing with with uh, alcohol alcohol based. Yeah. 
Which okay, you know I never <laughs> thought about Mario, uh, whatever happened to the remember the the Roy Rogers and the Shirley Temple. Like, that's yes. what you gave kids. The, oh, yeah. They are so old. I mean, you know, I mean, God, I mean, even they were old when I was a kid. What do they call them now? They they still call them that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I I don't. I need I, to find that out. I don't know. Yeah, Roy, Roy Rogers and oh God, I don't. Mm. No, they they call them that. I'm just they trying still to call think them of, that a Shirley oh, Temple. Sure. Yeah. You can get a Shirley Temple. Roy Rogers probably is is it way in the back of that little red book, you know, bartender's book. I I don't know that I've. Never I is there a difference between the Shirley Temple and the Roy Rogers besides the name? I don't know. I, I was a kid, you know, it was one or the other, and and it was just, you know, it, it I was thought a of Roy Rogers. Uh, help us out, folks. You know, let me know. But uh, Roy Rogers is was with a uh, It was with a cola base, oh, and okay. Shirley Temple was with a Seven Up base. Okay, I thought. All right. It's I thought. been too long since I had one. Yeah, but either way, it's cherry juice. Yeah, 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 just yeah cherry exactly. juice and coke. That's and what I meant. Soda. That's what it tasted. Yeah. Like. So so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make the the virgin uh alcohol the virgin beverages really they're gonna make them nice now, and charge. What's three the times. point of coming to Las Vegas? Well, the whole know. point was I to come and get know. drunk. I thought. I, don't I mean, know. it used to be. Well, I don't know. You know, the, I I I don't know because they're not gonna charge any less. Yeah, they're gonna charge quite a bit more. That's right. Uh, and now here's one I wanted your opinion on. Actually, yeah. I want everybody's opinion on this one. Um, uh, I had uh, recently had a, had a talk with. Uh, uh, my my really good friend Carla, and we talked about the CBD movement. Yes. Yes. And is it um uh, is it cannabinoid or cannabinoid? Because I've heard them both. What do you think? John? I think it's cannabinoid. Yeah. Is the emphasis on the wrong syllable? Yes. I don't know. CBD cocktails. What do you think? I don't know. I'll try it. I've got, well, I know you yeah, will, John. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I've got. I haven't. Tried, I meant to try it last night. I got. I got a free sample. Yeah. From the um from the uh place where i go i go to an infrared sauna now and then to, yes. to really sweat out everything yes and uh <laughs> they've been starting to sell um um uh, cbd infused water and other things and yes. I, I was talking well, where do you where do you get it and they said they source it out of oregon i said they got good stuff in oregon and northern california is what i remember but oh oregon. the granolas do pretty well yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. she said here i'll give you a sample great thanks yeah but what happens when when here i'll give you a sample you go home you don't finish it, or you don't even pop it open yet. Yeah. Put it in the fridge, and little Johnny comes yeah. home from school and slams down a He's water. He's the one who really needs it. Well, sure. I think. Well, but, I don't. I mean, that's a whole thing. Is like, is like, is there? You know, I remember, I told you this story, Jamie, before. When back, I'm going back to when I was at, I was like early twenties, and I was in a, I was in a, at the at the Walgreens or something like that, and there was a guy talking to the to the pharmacist mm. about his prescription. Yeah. And he was saying, will it make me woozy? It was an old guy. And she said, no, sir, you know, it'll do this and that. And he goes, oh, so it won't make me feel woozy? Yeah. And she said, no, no, it won't. And, oh, so I won't, no. You know, and, and the thing was, I think she was losing her patience. Mm. But I thought, no, no, no. It's not that he's old and slow. Is he's disappointed. He's hoping yes. he wants to feel woozy. Yeah. That's the whole point. She didn't <laughs> understand that. I got it. I understand it, dude. Yeah. Hey, am I going to get jacked on this stuff? You know, besides having whatever problem he had. Apparently not. You know, apparently not. The CBD stuff is, is, uh, I I have no personal knowledge of it, uh, but I've been told by several of the people that that have, that use it, like the oils and the infused whatevers, they infuse everything now, um, that it does not. It it just makes you feel like, the the, the description that has been used, oft used for it, is that it makes uh, everything seem okay. Oh, good. I don't know. But they say, well, you're not high, but everything's okay. Okay, well, I'll let you know. Like if you think, I meant to try it last night. Yeah, and but then if you I, think everything's okay, you're high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably true. So, so, but you'll try one. 
Oh yeah, you'll try. Yeah, I'll try. It. Okay. Um, but you haven't. You no, haven't. I haven't. Have I, you tried? Have you tried anything CBD infused? No. No. No, not okay. yet. I mean, right. it's been pretty new. I've seen it, yeah. but I thought, eh, you know, I will. I yeah. Will. Okay. It's like it's the same thing like going to dispensary. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, there's mm-hmm. one over there. Well, I'll stop the next time. Mm-hmm. You know, see what they yeah. got. They're not very convenient here in Vegas. No. I mean, I, I'm I'm sort of pissy when it comes to you know going out on the road and, and dealing with people. Unfortunately, because of the rules of the dispensaries, they're yeah. not very. They're they're in pretty crappy areas. Yeah, because I mean, even the you know in the old days, yeah. the dispensary was a guy on the street corner. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Knew. Hey man, what do you got? Yeah, the the dispens <laughs> now that they call them dispensaries and not head shops. Yeah, they're no they're still not in in good areas. Yeah. Uh, but back to alcohol. Yeah. Um, uh, people, uh, all they're, they're beat me over the head to talk about where to go. So I have a little list, right. a little six, uh, six spot list here. We've talked about the number one on the list, the underground at the mob museum. Yeah. Uh, I, I have great things to say about that, except the prices, but the prices are pretty standard prices. You know, when you're not, uh, uh, you know, when you're not juiced in and getting the drinks for free. Yeah. Uh, but the underground, it has a, uh, you know, a, a speakeasy feel, uh, good seating, plenty of seating, good bar, um, and it's not a communal bar. You know, you're not staring at somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, you're staring at the bartender, yeah. and uh, you know, they're, they're the bartenders were were, were decent, uh, and the drinks were attractive, and it was um, uh, it was uh, sufficiently dark, but not so much you'd fall down. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the underground is a really great place, and again, I I can't say enough about the Mob Museum. If you get yeah. a chance, go visit that. Now so I know cool. that last week when it was Valentine's Day that mm-hmm. they had locals were free. Yes. And I think. Even if you were, everyone else was fifty percent off or something like that. So yeah, I don't che- know if that if that applied to the to the speaking. Oh yeah, check holidays. If you're here during holidays, um, uh, check uh, Groupon. Uh, check all different types of things. Even check Vegas.com. They have some discounts, uh, and you can you can get some really fantastic you know non non gambling things happening. It's 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 great. And the Mob Museum is part of that. Uh, number two uh, in downtown Las Vegas. We've talked about it quite a bit. Um, uh, and, and people are always asking me, are there, are there bars with secret doors like LA? Like, well, yeah, kind of. I yeah. mean, we the, the can't be too secret to go out of business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You gotta sort of, sort of have a light above the door. Uh, but there's one that, that apparently, uh, I don't know why people think it's hard to find it. It, it, it. To me it wasn't, but it's called the downtown cocktail room. Uh, and uh, it has a very difficult door to find because the signage is so small. Uh, but um, if uh, it's a pretty standard cocktail room. Uh, I've seen it. I have not been in it. Uh, but uh, my uh, couple of friends uh, uh, recently went there and had a wonderful time. So downtown cocktail room... Um, you know, it's not like a, an escape room type of mystery. I yeah, mean, yeah. They, again, they, yeah. want you to, they want you to come in, yes. uh, but it's the closest no, thing. No password. Yeah, no password. Uh, but it's the closest thing to what people are t- talking about in in Los Angeles. Um, the next one uh, is the, the one that, that sort of gives me a cramp. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Be- I've been there several times. I've worked uh, near and in there. Uh, the Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but unfortunately it is geared towards the millennial, towards the hipster, towards the, the new crowd that would like to talk to each other. Mm. Now to me talking, you know, yapping and talking to each other and doing all that is, is contrary to most bar go bar goers. Uh, but this new type of lounge atmosphere, I have to, I have to uh, accept. 
you know. Uh, but it's a, it's a communal bar. Uh, you know, you 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 you're you're absolutely going to meet people. You're absolutely going to interact with everybody and everything. And you know what? That's cool. I don't know if I'd like it. I don't know if yeah. you'd like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think you're a communal bar kind of guy. No. Yeah. Not too cranky. Yeah. And my buddy, my my my, uh, my well brother-in-law actually, Don. Um, you know, he's the classic guy. Go sit at the bar, watch a watch a game, have a have a lot of beers, yeah. uh, and leave him alone. You know, he don't want to talk. So yeah, communal Commonwealth, beautiful, beautiful bar. Uh, communal though. Uh, the next one is something you might like, Corduroy. Mm. If you love seventies rock music. Oh. And also, featuring. PBR and Schlitz. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, that Schlitz malt liquor. Uh, no, no. I have, I have a, a, uh, a graduate with, with that malt liquor. Yes. Yeah. Oh, had a From bad, the did old you days, have a bad evening? I had a bad evening. More, or three. <laughs> Most um, people is tequila. Yours is yeah, Schlitz. Yeah. The one was Schlitz and Mickey's Big Mouth. Okay. Because they had, they had a higher alcohol content, uh-huh. I think, because it, it's malt liquor. So, so you got drunk faster. That was so you got more bang for your buck, quite literally. Yes. Um, but it's funny, you know. There are some alcohols. I've mentioned this before: gin, vodka. I will not drink because I got I got drunk on those when I was a kid, and made me sick, and I never touched it again. Yeah. Uh, Southern Comfort is another one that's just just awful. I have but, so many friends with the Soco uh, story. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. But but beer, yeah. uh, and 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 the dark alcohols. More like a, a whiskey or what? No, I'm okay with those. Jack Daniels. Yeah, I mean, I will drink it. They don't revolt me like like gin and vodka. Just yeah. just the smell of it. I mean, yeah. I even try to say, okay, it's been it's been you know a lot of years. I think I'll try it. It was just revolting. Oh God. <laughs> well, so if you if you everybody out there, if you if you're in Vegas, check out Corduroy, seventies uh, themed. Where's rock. it at? Uh, uh, oh, you, you know what? I forgot, I forgot my notes. Hold on one second. Uh, the next one I was going to talk about is um, uh, the Atomic Liquor or Atomic Liquors. Um, and uh, it was established in 1945. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that yeah. one. Yeah, and uh, it had some it had some wonderful history. Yeah. Strangely enough, it it also features um uh the uh the this it's featuring the sour beer. I couldn't believe that. I mean, I didn't I didn't I, I had no plans on linking those two things, and uh and it's um uh there it was. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but uh, the atomic liquor, uh, it had people back in the day, uh, the Rat Pack, the Smothers Brothers. Yeah, yeah. And then it closed for a while, didn't it? Closed for a while. Um, and uh, it, um, uh, oh God, Milton Berle, George Burns. Yeah. They would all go there after their shows. Yeah. Uh, such a cool place. It's more of a packaged liquor place now. Yeah. Um, uh, Corduroy, by the way, on Fremont Street. Okay, downtown. Yeah, yeah, exactly, downtown. Uh, it's There's a whole cluster of them now. Yeah. But uh, if it's 70s music. Nice. I don't know. ABBA. Is that ABBA? No, no, no. I, I mean, for me, the 70s is Led Zeppelin. That's, oh, Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would listen yeah, to. Yeah, I guess ABBA's pop. Yeah. Yeah. So Led Zeppelin. All right. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, Atomic Liquor, more of a packaged liquor now with a bar. You can still enjoy it. I mean, it is it is classic looking. Uh, the feel is wonderful. The lots of stuff going on there all the time. They're doing this. They're doing the hipster sour beer stuff. Apparently, yeah. um, uh, reminds me of a joke. Uh, probably half of the listeners that 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 listen to the Pod Bay Door have no idea who Milton Berle, George Burns is. I don't know. Are, uh, but uh, Milton Berle said. Um, 
uh, George Burns was a comedian, uh, a wife named Gracie. Yes, um, Gracie Allen. Gracie Allen, and uh, he would always uh, uh, back in the day. It was uh, he was always uh, sort of. Um, uh, uh, innuendo about him having sex. Yes. And the best joke Milton Burrell ever said was George Burns having sex is sex is like, like shooting pool with a rope. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Um, Both uh, of them. I mean, George Burns lived, I think, to be a hundred. He did. Yeah, he and, did. and Milton Burrell not not too far behind him, I don't think. Yeah, but if you want to see uh, n- uh, nostalgic pictures and all different types of things of the people that we're talking about, uh, Atomic Liquor, uh, and uh, I will put um, I will put a link to that uh, on uh, on on the blog, which is going to uh, reinstitute itself uh, with this episode, hopefully. Uh, number six, Frankie's Tiki Room, and I'm going to have to include the Golden Tiki Room. Yeah, both of which are. Wonderful. Mm. I mean, they have uh, you know if you uh, they have a wonderful tiki room in San Francisco. Yes, yeah, I've been to that one. Yes, and it's much like that, but a little seedier. Yeah, and you know what? Better for that. Yes. Uh, they have pictures of like Gilligan's Island, and oh, they have cool. little volcanoes that go off, yeah. and they have specialty drinks. Golden Tiki is right next to a Chinese restaurant. Uh, and they allow the Chinese food to come in. Golden Tiki only does. Uh, I think when I was a kid, yeah. I, I had an earned doctorate in yes. Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I've seen every episode. I you know at least two or three times. Yes, so. very few alive. Are they? Uh, Alan Hale definitely dead. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, Bob Denver's dead. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, I think he died too. Yeah, and of uh, course, of uh, course, uh, um, Mr. Magoo died. Yes, uh, Thurston Howell. Thurston Howell. Jim Backus. Jim Backus, yes, thank Jim Backus. you. And Natalie Schaefer was his wife. Yes. Oh, And yeah. then there was Marianne and Ginger. Marianne Ginger and, the, and you the could, professor. You could classify kids. That was kind of the thing to do, I mean, psychologically. Yeah. Which which one of those women did you really like? And, oh, Marianne. Yeah, I, will, I like Marianne, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, and no, I know no some guys, I like Ginger. Well, you like those those high-maintenance ones. No, I like the shorts. Yeah. The little Daisy Dukes, which yes. wasn't a Daisy Duke back in the day. Yeah. And then you had the, uh, you had the eunuch. The professor. <laughs> the professor. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I went to a party once in San Francisco and I met a young woman there and she was performing in a stage play uh, in San Francisco. And um, she told me that her father was Russell Johnson. I said, the professor? No and she, yes, it was her father. He goes, oh yeah, everybody just remembered. I mean, poor guy. I mean, he couldn't do anything else. You looked at him in any other role. He was mm-hmm. just always the professor. Yeah. 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 yeah, well. So Frankie's Tiki Room, Golden Tiki Room, absolutely add that to your list when you come to vegas uh they're they're fun they're light they're entertaining they have more than more to do than just drink um they're both uh in and around the well the ones directly in chinatown the ones on the outskirts and that means if they're off strip they're going to be cheaper also they're going to be cheaper totally reasonable uh and for those of you uh, uh disney world and land and disney fans uh golden tiki serves dole whip no, which is the uh, the soft serve pineapple ice cream. Yes. Oh my gosh. Nice. So, and you're gonna find. I mean, we've been asked before about Asian food yeah. in Las Vegas. You're gonna find the, some of the better ones are gonna be right there on Spring Mountain Road, mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And there's so many little restaurants there that uh, that you know that you're gonna find something probably really good right in there. Yeah. So there you go, John. Uh, a few places to come and visit. Um, so, so a little bit of uh, drink lore. Yeah. Uh, what's your drink? What's your drink nowadays? I still stick with with the basics. I just go with 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 my Guinness. Yes. I go with wine. Okay. Um, I don't care if it's red or white. I prefer a little bit of red. Yeah. Um, um, a nice Pinot. And what was your mixed drink back when you were mixed drinks? Well, I would wild. drink. I would. Uh, it was it was Chevy's Regal. Uh huh. Yes. 
right out of the bottle <laughs> or in a glass. <laughs> Put it in a glass and I'll drink it. And then paper bag. Yeah, with a beer chaser. <laughs> with a beer chaser. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, John, we have one question Glenn from... Glenn Fittick. I like that as Glenn well. Glenn Fittick. Oh, yes. oh, okay. Yeah. That, that but that was expensive stuff, though. So well, I sure. had to get the, you know, yeah. what I did is I used to raid my 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 father's liquor cabinet because yeah, yeah. he people would come over and bring a bottle and he wouldn't get to, you know he didn't, he didn't drink that much, so so I knew that he would miss the really good stuff, but the but the the average prices you know the mm-hmm. stuff in the, the mm-hmm. Jack Daniels uh, the Chevez Regal that was the stuff there I could I could pilfer and he wouldn't miss it. <laughs> John, you've been a rebel for for sixty some odd years. Uh, okay, there. Uh, fan question, John. All right, always to you. Uh, I'm just I'm just uh, passed up like a dirty shirt, John. Well, I think maybe the ones that that you yeah. that you. I that think you it's because it's always me yapping on here. Um, John. Yes. Uh, uh, does the Philippine? Okay, hold on. My writing is so bad. This is from Jameson okay. off of Twitter. Um, does the Philippine culture sponge up Las Vegas like other Asian cultures? Las Vegas trends. Sorry. Let me, let me try that again. Oh, the trends. Does Philippine culture sponge up Las Vegas trends like other Asian cultures? And and this is stemming from the fact that John uh, 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 often travels to the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, uh, John. Oh, I haven't really noticed it. I, I mean, of course... Um, everyone's heard of it, particularly since Manny, you know, Pacquiao is, uh, could probably, could possibly be, you know, an honorary mayor of the city. Yes. Uh, when he, when he fights, he usually fights here. Uh, he has a very strong following, uh, more so than, than Floyd Mayweather, who actually lives here. Right? Well, we've talked about Floyd. <laughs> yes. Floyd, Popeye's, yes. his entourage, yeah, his, his entourage. bag of money. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, uh, in, I haven't really uh, I mean, like I said, everybody, <clears throat> people there have, have obviously heard of it. Mm. Um, they have some ideas of it, but maybe because, and again, I'm thinking about Japan when I lived there and their infatuation with with Las Vegas. A, they had more money. Mm-hmm. The Japanese did. They like hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, they are impressed by um, by things that are glitzy and fancy, right? And that somehow seem very, very American. Okay. Um, I didn't get that feeling in the Philippines quite like that. Now, they do have their own casinos in, in Manila. Yeah. They have kind of like a street okay. or an area of, of casinos, and I've been in those. Uh, and, and, and yeah, you know, there's some gamblers there, and yeah. some of the locals. But I think on a day-to-day basis, or uh, like, I really didn't notice any no. anything like that. Now, how about trends not Las Vegas? Because I know J- uh, Japan, for example, yeah. lives and breathes for whatever we do. Yeah. Still, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Philippine culture, not the same, though. No, I I don't. Maybe because we were over there for so long, yeah. and it depends on where you go. Because remember, the Philippines are consists of thousands of little islands. Yeah, um, which is why you know the uh, lingua franca there is English mm-hmm. for like the schools because everybody, almost everybody else, is going to speak three languages. They're going to speak English or somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have their local dialect, mm-hmm. and they're going to speak Tagalog or Filipino. Right. So you're going to get a mix of those of those three and where you're at. If, so the farther away you get from a a rural, I mean a an urban center like like Manila, you're going to see the impact of that, you know, less and less. So you get out not you know an hour and a half out of Manila, uh, where I like to go up north, and you're going to start seeing water buffalo and and the Carabao, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's far more rural. So. Um, you're not really going to see the development of, of things, I don't think. I okay. mean, clothing, sure. Yeah. You're going to get that. And you're going to get MBA. 
NBA stuff. Um, you know, basketball is a national sport of the Philippines, which I always found amusing when in a country where the average man is five foot four. <laughs> um, but they have their own basketball leagues, and they often get you know kind of like Japanese baseball. They'll get minor league players right. that that we like to say, say A four. Okay. Um, they're better than triple A, but huh. they're not major league level. A lot of those are guys that are kind of like you know 32, 33. They, they still got some. Can some, you bet some miles. on it? Not here, of course. But can you bet on? In the Philippines, can you bet on the games? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. They don't have like a cockfighting. That's <laughs> cockfighting. Yeah, um, but 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 they they they'll have basketball. Okay, and and that's because it was really big in China when I visited Beijing. Jesus, they had pictures at that time of Kobe. Kobe Bryant was everywhere. Okay, uh, and Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Um, but but in the Philippines, like I said they, they they love basketball. I can watch the games on TV, which is interesting because because of the time difference. Yeah. Um, they come on in the, in the morning, but I could watch the NBA playoffs really just on regular television. Huh. Um, in the Philippines, like I said, they have their own leagues, um, which have a mix of some foreign players or maybe mm-hmm. some college guys that mm-hmm. that go over there that that maybe didn't make the NBA. Yeah. Um. So so th- that part of the culture definitely. Wow. Well, very interesting. Well, Jameson, thanks uh, for yes. that question. And please, everybody, send in any questions, corrections. Uh, you know, we're, John and I try to do our best to see what's uh, new and popular and oh, uh, trending. I'll even use that word sparingly. Uh, but please do send your questions in through any one of our social media uh, outlets. Uh, and when you come to Las Vegas, drink up me hearties. Um, but uh, uh, the, this is episode 97. 98 is coming. Special announcement is coming. Ch- uh, watch the skies above Las Vegas for those strange lights. And, uh, and the we will. The truth is out there. The truth is out there. And uh, hopefully we can bring you some uh, fun uh, between now and episode 100. Uh, but uh, for John, this is Jamie, and we will see you next week. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes. Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pot Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pot Bay Door is closed and talent is out. Hey everybody, thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.